It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Cincinnati Bengals players are soon to return to Paul Brown Stadium with rookies just around the corner. So with the offensive training camp preview out of the way, let's dive into a breakdown of the defense in 2022's training camp. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We've been covering the Cincinnati Bengals here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast together for quite a while now, and we're excited to do it for another season, and that starts with training camp. Like we talked about yesterday on the offensive side of the ball, we've got the offensive preview out of the way. We're going to get into the defense today. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network here on the Locked on Bengals podcast covering your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Go hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, get us delivered to your devices, eyes and ears every time we drop content, especially with the five day a week schedule picking back up with the very next episode as training camp is at that point going to be officially upon us. I know I talked about rookies reporting very soon, but today we're going to be focusing on the defense in general. And well, it just so happens that most of the Bengals rookies this year are on the defensive side of the ball, at least those that aren't college free agents. All but one of the draft picks, of course, on the defensive side of the ball. And that is certainly going to be one of the stories. And maybe we start in the secondary where the Bengals spent their earliest draft picks and There's controversy and drama around Jesse Bates not getting his deal done. Dax Hill, of course, drafted in the first round, could get a lot of run with the first team here in training camp as we initially speculated that his drafting would be part of three safety packages in year one, which is going to be an interesting thing to watch in camp as well, would be part of taking potentially Von Bell's role in the future. And of course, Tyson Anderson, Cam Taylor-Britt, also additions in the secondary. So a lot of fun rookies to watch in the secondary and some fun battles as well with Eli Apple and Cam Taylor-Britt and and some of the back of the corner room. What are your big things to watch, James, when we talk about the secondary on the defensive side of the ball here? Oh, it's that, right? It's the two rookies, Dax Hill. How much does he push here? Right. And, you know, if Bates is there or if Bates isn't there, how, how big of a factor is that with with week one? Does Dax will start week one if Bates doesn't show up? 
You want to send a message? That'd be a hell of a message to send. And he could. And regardless, even if Bates is around, I expect Hill to be this kind of versatile chess piece for Luana Rumo that's going to allow them to use Mike Hilton in different ways that they couldn't necessarily do last year. Uh, I think Hilton's going to blitz more this year, which would be a welcome sight considering he was a really good blitzing cornerback with Pittsburgh last year, not so much. So does the addition of Dax Hill free up Hilton to, to move him around a little bit and use him in that role? And then let's talk about Cam Taylor, Britt, because we can talk about, you know, Eli Apple and uh, I know, I know the coaching staff loves him or likes him, but one year, 4 million bucks, he's still got to earn that starting job. And I know he's the favorite going into camp, but Cam Taylor Britt could push there. And that's the part. How ready is Cam Taylor Britt? We didn't get to see a ton of them during OTAs. Obviously you're not seeing these guys on one-on-ones and 11 on 11, stuff like that. So now we're going to get to see that. And, I haven't ruled that out. I know a lot of people just kind of assume. No, I'm not saying Cam Taylor Britt's going to be the fourth corner because I don't know. I, there's a chance that he beats out Eli Apple. I don't think Eli Apple is insurmountable, right? And I don't think that th- that's a hill that Cam Taylor Britt can't climb. Um, that said, it, it probably will be Eli, but we'll see. The other thing when it comes to the secondary that I think is going to be interesting and so far has been good, the Mike Hiltons, the Chido Bayouziers, the veterans embracing these young guys. And it, it, it can be a little awkward, right? Especially with their guy Bates not getting an extension. When when he shows up, how are things? And I don't think things will be that frosty or anything, but you want to see that. And, and what I do know is so far, Dax Hill, Cam Taylor, Britt, Tyson Anderson, they have good rapport, good relationships with Mike Hilton and the other veterans in this defensive, uh, defensive backs room. Yeah, and, and Von Bell also a significant leader in that no room. I, I do think the Eli Apple Cam Taylor Britt battle is going to be very interesting. That could be something where we come out of the preseason and see these guys as neck and neck. Maybe somebody has a slight edge up on the other and we could see that they are in some sort of alternating situation this year where one guy has a better week in practice at some point and starts to get a little bit more playing time and then it goes back and forth a little bit throughout the season. That wouldn't be incredibly shocking to me between Cam Taylor Britt and Eli Apple. But another thing that's always fun to watch in camp, and we talked about it on the offensive side of the ball too, is just the positional matchups between the strength of the Bengals offense. And one of the things that is a strong part of the Bengals defense in the secondary. So Jadobe Abuzier getting to go against T Higgins and Jamar Chase, Mike Hilton against Tyler Boyd, and, and occasionally Jamar Chase, as the Bengals may put Jamar Chase in the slot a little bit more. Where does Dax Hill line up? Are they getting him a lot of slot reps to prepare for eventual three safety stuff and, and some potentially big nickel packages that could be useful against teams like Baltimore and heavier personnel if the Bengals want to be a little bit quicker on the field, which maybe they can do with DJ Reader, right? Maybe because of the presence of this dominant interior uh, interior presence against the run, they feel better about putting three safeties on the field against two tight ends, for example. That could be something that that is uh, an interesting idea that we could see deployed a little bit in camp as well. So instead of the big nickel, do we see a little bit more big dime? So some schematic stuff that's really interesting, some some battles for, for playing time, Cam Taylor, Britt, Eli Apple, really interesting, some battles at the back of the safety room where I think Brandon Wilson is going to be pushed this year for a roster spot despite him getting 
the contract and despite his kick return ability, if if uh, Chris Evans is a kick returner, right, and he looked really good in that role, in my opinion, last year, if he develops in that role, and Tyson Anderson and Dax Hill, assuming Jesse Bates is, is around and is going to play, and, and you got Michael Thomas and Trayvon Henderson behind them, who are two guys that the Bengals like enough to to bring back Mike Thomas to safety. And Trayvon Henderson has been around since 2018 as a college free agent. For the first time to me in a while, there's some real competition at the back of the safety room as well. And while it's not as sexier as as game day pertinent, potentially as, as the starters that we were talking about at the beginning, I do think those battles will be interesting. No doubt. No doubt. That's a really good point. And I think Brandon Wilson may have to earn his roster spot because of how he plays safety, which when has he had to really do that, right? He's been, he was an electrifying kickoff returner and that's why he was able to stick around partially. Not that he was a bad safety, but you know, that was just kind of the, the, the role that he was, he was cast in. Um, another Death guy is a I'm, position convert to coming from running back. Sorry, go ahead. Sure. No, no doubt. And that's why electrifying with the ball in his hands. Um, the other one, Trey Flowers. Trey Flowers signed and people were like, yeah, the tight end stopper is back. And it, what what role does he have on this year's team? Right. Is is that a Dax Hill type thing now? And, in, in you know, who's guarding Hayden, Hayden Hurst? Who, who's going to guard him? Um, who's going to guard the Mark Andrews of the world? I think that part is interesting because Trey Flowers built like an NBA player, super long arms, high waisted, long legs, all of those things. And so. I think he's still obviously the the favorite for that, but Dax Hill is a first round pick and is is pretty sticky in coverage and, and an elite athlete. So that part is going to be fun too to see where Trey Flowers fits in in this. I know fans are excited to see him back, and rightfully so. He played uh, a pretty decent role uh, and an important role for sure during that playoff run. So just another name I wanted to throw out there. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's a great shout out. As your fifth corner, you could be doing a lot worse than Trey Flowers. He has a ton of experience in the league. He's not a top-end corner, but he is a really good guy to have on your roster if you're talking about the fifth corner on your team or the the fourth backup, the fourth outside corner on your team. And Jalen Davis, will he continue to reprise his role as a backup slot? That, I think, seems pretty likely to me. Unless the Bengals ought to keep five safeties with Dax Hill kind of being an interchangeable piece and they feel like they can cut a corner. But I, I think... I don't see any roster battles right now at corner. There, there's some depth chart battles, but not back of roster battles at corner. Let's move our way from the secondary up to the front seven. We'll continue our defensive training camp preview coming up next. But first, a word from Built Bar, the number one protein bar on the planet. And whether you're Trey Flowers, you're Dax Hill, whether you're Brandon Wilson, it doesn't matter. Built Bar are perfect for you. And the NFL players out there. And look, Jake Lisko's favorite built bar is coconut brownie chunk. He doesn't run from it. Well, now there is coconut brownie chunk puffs. They're getting the puff treatment. And you're talking about a chewy, delicious marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. And it's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. The good news, outside of the amazing taste, High protein, low sugar, low calories, perfect for you. So 
check out all the different flavors at built.com use promo code lock 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your order it's the number one protein bar on the planet so if, if trey flowers if you're listening my man go to built.com right now and use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off this is david harrison of the locked on commanders podcast and this episode is brought to you by discover looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. James, logical progression here would have us go to linebackers next from the back to the front of the defense. But I think there's a lot more to talk about on the defensive line. So we're going to skip the linebackers for now. We'll come back to them in just a minute. I'm telling Logan Wilson. I'm telling Logan Wilson. They are very important. And the Bengals have, I think, for the first time in a while, a group of linebackers that they continue to feel comfortable with for Mm -hmm. two consecutive years. And I think it's been since Takeo Spikes and Brian Simmons since since you could say that about this team. Mm -hmm. But I do think the defensive line is a more interesting and deeper topic to talk about next because DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson, two of the most important players on this defense. The other day we were asked about who the, the uh, Jenga pieces were. And and Mm -hmm. on defense, we talked about Trey Hendrickson, but DJ Reader is absolutely in that conversation as well. And uh, you know, you, you can see the impact when DJ Reader isn't on the field and the things that DJ Reader allows this team to do schematically because of his ability to do things that he should not be able to do in controlling opposing offensive linemen and getting into gaps he should not be able to get into at his size are really important and and shouldn't go under mentioned but in terms of training camp battles what what's going to be interesting is the the rotational guys the the first four defensive linemen are set sam hubbard dj reader bj hill trey hendrickson are going to be your first four guys. And then who's the fifth guy when they want to go to that five defensive lineman front? The favorite, probably Josh Tupo, the veteran. But the three-tech conversation, really interesting. Zach Carter, Tyreekus Tisdale, the, the college free agent in the third-round pick, are, are going to be battling it out there in addition to who else, right? Who's going to be that that one gap penetrating three tech that this team needs and then in addition to that the edge rusher rotational pieces are going to be extremely interesting this year with Khaled Kareem looking like he was taking a step last year with Joseph Osai coming back from injury with Cam Sample and Wyatt Hubert getting a chance in their second year not to mention Jeff Gunter this year's seventh round pick so a lot of guys in the mix there for playing time and rotation and a lot of that's going to depend on how they play in, in training camp and in the preseason. And there aren't many spots available, as you mentioned. I mean, a lot of those guys are, are making the team. The Cam Sample isn't in danger. Khalid Kareem isn't in danger. Obviously, Zach Carter. So, yeah, a guy like Tyreekus Tisdale, he's probably battling Gunter and, and Hubert for a spot. And, uh, you know, we'll see. And, and you never know what's going to happen. But, yeah, those guys back end undrafted seventh-round picks over the past couple of years – 
it's going to be a battle there at the back end of the defensive line room. And I get it. You know, one's probably going to play more tackle than, than edge. And those other two guys are, are more edges, but still um, that's, uh, that's something I'll be looking for. I, I really want to see Zach Carter and mm-hmm. you, you hope he can hit the ground running. You hope he can contribute in his role and, and do some three tech right from the jump. And if he could do that, then maybe you feel a little less worried about the the three tech spot, especially with the Larry Ogunjobi part of it. I don't know how in the Bengals were on Larry Ogunjobi. Obviously, we talked about him a lot. It doesn't seem like they were they were in on that. So maybe they they believe a guy like Zachary Carter is going to be just fine. Um, I, I really am though interested in the uh, the Joseph Osai train because mm-hmm. they kind of need him to have not just a big preseason game one, a big camp, and that's really the only path to solidifying the pass rush I, I don't really know what else there is like i i not know i kind of know what cam temple is right like i don't think he's going to be that dude who who else is going to emerge we know what sam hubbard is we know what trey hendrickson is which is really damn good but you need one more piece can side be that piece because i, I don't really look I'm, I'm looking at the depth chart right now i don't really see anyone else that's going to to splash and, and be that person the other question i have is can and it goes along the lines of what I said with Zach Carter. Can BJ Hill step in more and, and get, you know, do 10% more than he did last year and, and assume the role, uh, some of the role at least that Larry Ogunjobi left behind, plus do what he did last year? That, that's uh, it's a big ask. I, I think he, you know, he's certainly talented and capable of doing it. But those are the things that, that really stand out about the defensive line to me, uh, at least on the front end of guys that are going to be likely playing regularly. Yeah, and, and BJ Hill is is going to be exciting to watch this year. You know, traded for for Billy Price. What a great trade to reflect on a year later. Let's hope the Bengals find another one of those at the, at the end of the preseason this year. But man, you, you trade Billy Price, who's certainly not on this team at this point. If he's if he if they hadn't traded him, and you get the guy that you give a, a ten million dollar year extension to out of it. I mean. Talk about a winning trade to reflect on a training camp later, but the the depth behind him will be interesting. Seeing if Joseph Osai can build on what he showed in his preseason debut last year, which was absolutely dominant. Fantastic game for him, mostly against backups, mm-hmm. but he did get a sack on Tom Brady. Not Tom Brady. Took- no, it wasn't Tom Brady. It was against Tristan Wirfs, so. though. It was against Tom Brady. Brady was playing? Yeah, my memory is, is yeah. failing me. Though Brady, oh, wow. yeah, Brady plays in the preseason. Man, he's a he's a football player. He sacked him, he took him Old down, school. took down the goat. Yeah, because when BJ Hill was mic'd up, the Bengals released this. It's hilarious. <laughs> he's like, I, I don't know who he's talking to, but he's making fun of Osai. And Osai's right next to him as they're stretching, and he's like, "This dude said he took down the goat. <laughs> it's preseason. That's, right. That's right. you want to talk about preseason? <laughs> yeah, my bad. My I bad. loved it." I loved it. It was uh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a clear memory now that you mentioned it. But Khaled Kareem is another interesting one. He, he flashed yeah. at times. He, he didn't get a ton of run in the playoffs, but did get some big opportunities down the stretch in the regular season. We'll see if there's any second-year leaps from some of these guys. And then Tyler Shelvin. <sighs> probably safe. I don't know. Probably, I don't probably know. safe just because of the lack of depth there. But maybe they feel like they, you know, depending on how he shows up and how he plays, maybe they feel like they can just get a guy off the street. 
who can provide a similar level of play because they did have to dip into that last year with guys like Zach Kerr and, and other players of that ilk down the stretch, dipping into practice squads, dipping into waivers, dipping into street free agents to help bolster the interior depth. So we'll see if they can do it. And, and just going back to the Zach Carter observation, one of the questions I think to ask of one of the rookies early in camp is Zach Carter, you put on some weight. What do you, what are you, what are you weighing in at here at the start of camp? Cause if you can get up to like 290 or so, or maybe a little bit heavier, even that's a really good sign that he's getting ready to play on the inside a bunch because he was like 282, I think at the combine. Mm-hmm. And so that's a little bit light to play three. He's got the frame to add weight. Like just looking mm-hmm. at him, like you could easily see him adding and still being quick and strong and athletic and all of those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks he looks the part, man. Him and and Jeff Gunter and Tyreekus Tisdale, those three rookies. It's like, oh, hey, you guys on the belt bar plan, huh? Yeah, that's nice. Nice to meet you. Like it's like it's like that. <laughs> and and the other thing we talked about with the offense that we'll talk about here as well from a matchup perspective, Trey Hendrickson getting to go up against Jonah Williams throughout camp again is going to be fun. Ooh. Seeing these other guys going up against the new additions on the offensive line, seeing how they test Jackson Carmen. Some of these matchups are really fun for the players we know we're good. We know DJ Reader is incredible. Let's see how the offensive line holds up. We know Trey Hendrickson's incredible. Let's see how the offensive line holds up. We know Joseph Osai is really exciting. Let's see what he can do against Lael Collins. And so, mm-hmm. and let's see what Sam Hubbard can do against Lael Collins in run defense, where you have a good run defender against a good run blocker. So some really fun matchups there as well. And, and that's part of training camp that I really enjoy is, is schematic deployment. So how much five five-man defensive fronts do we see do they do anything a little bit different moving sam hubbard around when they're healthy that they showed an inclination to do last year so those sorts of things are always fun in camp and the linebackers are important talked about it at the top of the segment let's get into those linebackers to finish up the show and our training camp previews coming up next BetOnline is a one-stop shop for all things sports wagering whether you want to wager on the nfl and joe burrow to win mvp or Dax Hill, my guy Dax, to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. You can do that, plus MMA, boxing, golf, Major League Baseball, NBA futures. Maybe you think Kevin Durant is going to land. Well, I don't know where the hell he's going to land. Maybe in Miami. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe staying in Brooklyn. Here's what I do know. If you go to Bet Online right now, sign up for free. You're going to enjoy every second of it, and you can start making money today, whether it's on the NBA like I did during the finals and the playoffs, or during the NFL season, which is quickly approaching. So don't delay. Go there now. Bet online. Sign up for free today. Bet online, where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's talk about those linebackers, James. Yeah, let's There's a do couple it. reasons. There's a couple disrespect. reasons I saved them for the end. It's not disrespect. Disrespect. It's disrespect. ridiculous. 
there's going to be fewer linebackers on this team than there will be defensive backs. There's going to be fewer linebackers on this team than there are going to be defensive oh linemen. That's another reason to save them for them. There's just less guys to talk about here, but that doesn't mean they're less important. I think that the first four linebackers you can write in stone. And the depth, it's not a backpedal. And the depth chart is is pretty solid too. Logan Wilson and Jermaine Pratt are going to be your two base linebackers. Akeem Davis-Gaither is going to get opportunities in sub-packages. Marcus Bailey is going to try to show that he continues to serve uh, or try to earn a bigger role, but seems to still be firmly in backup territory as a really exciting seventh-round pick, still a seventh-round pick. And then it does get a little bit interesting, I guess. I think, what do you think, five linebackers? is is likely but maybe maybe there's a world where it's six joe batchy clay johnson both doing some important things for the bengals at different times last year and a couple college free agents in the mix there clarence hicks carson wells and uh, a street free agent from a, a couple years ago keandre jones so there are some guys fighting for for the back of the roster here but the more interesting part is probably logan wilson's health Maybe there's an extension watch for Jermaine Pratt, like there might be for Jonah Williams, like there might be for some other guys that we'll talk about as training camp goes along if we hear about any of that stuff. And Akeem Davis-Gaither's return to play and how he's deployed. Those are the most interesting things to me is, is those three guys, the 19 and 20 draft picks that that should be your primary contributors at linebacker this year. All right. Maybe I should have put on the take chain. It's Akeem Davis-Gaither season, baby. I, th- oh, yeah. I think he's going to I think he's going to take a leap. Um, look, elite athlete came from Appalachian state coach's son, disciplined, works hard. Haven't heard anything bad about him. Uh, so yeah, it doesn't have the size necessarily, but is an elite athlete keeps his, his head in the, the playbook really focused is going to be in shape and ready to go. I get, he's coming off the injury. I think he's going to have a pretty big year. And so we'll start there. Um, that you're right, Logan Wilson coming off the injury. I will say he was running, moving really, really well during OTAs. You hope that that shoulder is fully recovered, uh, along with all the other guys, right, that have had issues and, and surgeries and stuff. T. Higgins being one. Both guys will look like they were progressing. And so we'll see if they start camp on time. Uh, wouldn't be shocking to see Zach Taylor uh, kind of slow play that uh, with guys coming off of, of surgeries, especially key players. Jermaine Pratt's an interesting one because if Akeem Davis-Gaither plays the way I think Akeem Davis-Gaither could play, then maybe you don't extend him, right? Um, at the same – because Logan Wilson, I think everyone's like, all right, well, next year you're, you're going to want to try to lock him up um, because of what he's done and, and his ball instincts and all of those things. Um, and are you paying both of those guys? You know, that's mm-hmm. a question for the front office. Uh, on the back end, Joe Batchy, I wonder if he's going to be fully healthy. Because Zach Taylor made it clear during OTAs, like, yeah, Joe's probably a little behind these other guys when it comes to recovery. And just watching him, I thought the same thing. Now he's coming off of an ACL. It's different than a shoulder, especially when you're doing footwork drills and and training and agility and all of those things. Uh, So we'll see there. Wouldn't be shocked if he is someone that ends up on, you know, the pup list or something like that early on uh, because of that injury and, and eventually sneaks his way onto the roster at some point midseason, but uh, overall, I agree with you on the linebackers. I, I'm pretty confident in them. I, th- I think that they have a big two that is really good. They have a young, athletic third guy who could emerge, and and even behind him, like Marcus Bailey. I know he was a seventh rounder. I don't really view him 
like that. I think he could play, and, and he's shown that when you need him, uh, you can count on him to to be where you need him to be and to, and to play a role. So I think they have four or five guys that you feel pretty good about. Yeah, and, and I don't think Akeem Davis-Gaither is necessarily on track to be a full-time linebacker, like a base-down linebacker. Ask him how much he weighs, too. There's two guys. Let's find out what they what they weigh when they get to training camp because he's in that built bar plan, bro. I'll report it right now. Built bar plan. ADG. I, I know, I know he's dense and I know he's, you know, maybe the short, not small. You remember short, not small. I guess that applies to you too. Uh, the, a key, Davis good actually isn't even short. He's six, two. Jermaine Pratt's yeah, also six, two. And, yeah. and, and Jermaine Pratt has like 20 pounds on Akeem Davis Gaither. And so, those guys both what, a little bit. What, what do you what do you want Akeem Davis Gaither to weigh? You want him to weigh two thirty? Two thirty. Yeah. I wonder what instead he weighs. Of, instead of like two fifteen. That's or, what he's or, listed at. I bet he weighs more mm-hmm. than that now. I bet he does. We'll see. Be curious. Be curious to to find out if you have a have a chance to ask him. I am eager to see Akeem Davis Gaither this year, though. Like he did have a significant role at times, was a bit of a game plan dependent kind of guy for this team when he was healthy last year, but have 45 snaps against the Steelers, 35 against the Lions, 39 against Baltimore in week seven. And so there were some games where he got some serious run. And we saw this defense with Luana Rimo last year really evolve over the course of the season and largely play better late in the season than they did early in the season and, and get a little bit more consistent. I know they were, they had some really nice games in the early season as well, but in my opinion, got, better against some some slightly harder competition late in the year and into the playoffs. And we didn't get to see how Akeem Davis-Gaither would have fit in to that idea. Um, and, and so that's something that I'm eager to see, you know, how does he grow? And, and there's some pretty clear indicators, I think, from the way he's been used, that he has a very specific role. They see him as a passing down linebacker. He had 161 coverage snaps last year out of his 207 snaps in total and and 13 more were pass rushing snaps so you know about 15 percent of his snaps he ends up on the field in a run defense capacity they're trying to get him on the field in passing situations and that does make sense because like you talked about his athleticism plays up but uh, an exciting group of linebackers i feel like more so than we've seen from the bengals in recent history until these guys arrive some stability in the form of logan wilson who Played his mind out, played out of his mind, I should say, in the playoffs. So excited to see if he can build off of that. Jermaine Pratt continuing to get better year by year and, and could be interesting to see because I do think he's an extension candidate. I'm not saying I think it's necessarily likely, but I agree. You know, we, we talk about the cash spend and we're expecting a little bit more, and it could come in the form of extensions uh, for, for a guy like that or, or Von Bell who maybe we didn't talk about enough earlier outside of his leadership capacity coming off his best season. And we'll see how he continues to grow with this team. Anything else on the, on the defensive side of the ball you're eager to watch? Not really. Nothing that. Okay. Then how about special? We won't hit on. Well, that's what I was about to get into. I was going to sneak it in. So I see we're we're on the same link (laughs) or the same wavelength right there because I, I, there was no way we were ending this show without talking about the specialists. And uh, Evan McPherson, well, my guy's still enjoying the halftime show, so we don't need to talk about him. His job is secure. But there are a few other guys whose jobs aren't secure. So I'm just gonna, we're just going to dive right into it. Prediction time. 
Cal Adamitis or Clark Harris? Who wins the long snapper job and why? Yeah, I, I think I'm going I'm, for both of these questions you're going to ask. I'm leaning the veterans. I, I think that you unless <laughs> I think that unless something changes for them, like Clark Harris is still really good. So I think Clark yeah. Harris and probably I think more competition at punter. Even though Cal Adamitis was a top-rated long snapper coming out, I think the Bengals would like to keep him for the future. And I think Clark Harris has even said, when I'm gone, he's going to be the guy. He He's the long snapper of the future. But I think this year is Clark Harris and, and more competition at punter. What do you think? Yeah, this year it is Clark Harris. I'd be shocked, to be quite frank with you. I just, just eye test. And it has nothing to do with just long snapper. It's just, what has Clark done wrong? What he enjoy the halftime show too or whatever you know like come on um as far as punter goes oh i saw what kevin huber did wrong last year and there was a lot of wrong at the end of the year his leg got tired there's that it, it whatever it was fatigue uh, uh nick you know nicks and issues whatever that happened the the good thing for for kevin is he's a really good holder has a great rapport with with clark harris and can drew chrisman to throne that and show that because he's not going to be a better holder. He's not going to have a better rapport with Clark Harris, but can he have a good enough rapport and then be better at punting and so much better at punting that the Bengals say, you know what? We can live with this side of it, which is good, not great, but good. And he's that much better of a punter. That's what I think he has to do. And I think it's a tough hill to climb, tough battle, especially because the NFL, like there's like, how many teams had a shot at Drew Christman last year? All of them, multiple times, and no one sniped him. So unless he puts together really good preseason games and really good film, uh, I would anticipate both veterans winning the jobs. But I don't think the Bengals are going to try to let these young guys go. I think they're going to flirt with them and keep them around on the practice squad or elsewhere uh, because they could be the future and they could be uh, – especially what, what if Kevin Huber does get tired again and that happens midseason? Um, and I'm not saying Ty, I, I don't know exactly what happened, but clearly he was not punting at the level you expect him to punt at mm-hmm. uh, by the time the playoffs and the Super Bowl rolled around. So uh, I, the window's open for these young guys, but I, I lead like you, I lean towards the veterans. Yeah. And, and I think, I do think that Christman has a bit of a better chance because either way, the Bengals will need a new punter and a new long snapper in the near future. These guys just getting up there in age. I know Clark Harris wants to play until he can't. At some point, father time catches up with all men. It's interesting though. There, there's a couple of rookie specialists around the AFC North that are going to be fun to watch. The The Browns think they have their Evan McPherson, of course. The Ravens have a new punter in Jordan Stout, who I, I was recently on, on, a, on a Ravens podcast doing a Bengals training camp preview, and he's talking about, yeah, Jordan Stout has to learn how to hold too. So a few holding narratives for punters around the AFC oh, North wow. that we can watch this preseason as well. That's going to do it for our training camp previews specialists. A little bit there at the end, the entire defense by position group, the offense yesterday. So if you missed that one, go check that out. And we're back to five days a week. The next time you hear from us will be Sunday night, Monday morning for your drive into work. We'll be ready for training camp, which will start just a couple of days later. James will be bringing you eyewitness reports and we will be getting your training camp coverage going here on Locked On Bengals because the season is nearly upon us. Until next time, Bengals fans, day and have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.